Hey, Snacks! Welcome to Season 2 of Snack Size, the podcast that'll drag you into your most fabulous life. I'm your host, Lala Luscious, also known as the Snack of the Twin Cities, a drag queen that twirled her way into podcasting, and the rest is a dream come true. And that's exactly what this podcast is about, making your dreams happen for you, fabulously. This season, we are continuing our journey in finding out what makes a happy and fulfilled life, going places we've never been before. Don't forget that when it comes to your potential, the sky is the limit, and it's never a bad time to be who you are. Get you a snack, because your fabulous life starts now. Hey, Snacks! The reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to share some of the things I've learned in my colorful life with you all and invite other people to do the same. However, there are times in my own life where I need to learn and grow from listening to others, and I am at a time in my life right now where that is one of those times. In fact, I can actually say my life has completely changed. A little over a month ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I noticed I had a lot of the symptoms that pointed to diabetes, so I called my doctor and they had me do some blood work. Not only did I have dangerously high blood sugar, my numbers indicated that I could die from a heart attack or stroke within a matter of months. I hadn't been to the doctor in 10 years, and I don't want you all to think that I went into this thinking I was going to get a clean bill of health, but I can also say that I never realized my health had gotten so bad. The fact is, When it comes to my goals and dreams, I definitely am one of those people who wants to do and have it all. I live an on-the-go lifestyle, and if I'm home, I'm always working on a project. So, while I was never a person that enjoyed a lot of sweets, and a lot of people associate diabetes with people who eat sugary foods, my diet revolved around what was easy, convenient, and not necessarily healthy. Being a drag queen has been the center of my life since I was 18 years old. And I was always so focused on getting to the next show or working on the next costume that my health wasn't at the forefront. I can say to you now, that is the biggest mistake I have ever made in this life. I don't regret chasing my goals and dreams, and you should never regret chasing your goals and dreams. But what I do regret is not making my health a priority. And looking back on it, there's no real reason why I couldn't have done both. Like many young people, I thought I was really far away from death. I had told myself that I had a lot more time left in this life and the choices I made wouldn't be so bad because I was young enough and had time to recover. Hearing that I could possibly die soon, especially someone like me who has a lot of dreams left to chase, was devastating. And that's putting it lightly. When the doctor told me my results, my first question was, if I change my lifestyle, will that reverse it? He said, yes, that is very likely if you are aggressive with your changes. That was what I needed to hear to know I still had some hope, and that is when my outlook and my mindset about my health completely changed. Since my diagnosis, with the help of a nutritionist, I have found a diet that works for both my health and my lifestyle. Between my new eating habits and with the help of medication, the changes in my life have been drastic. I've lost 30 pounds, and my numbers are already half of what they were when I was diagnosed. Diabetes is a chronic illness, and while it is possible to reverse it, to achieve that, these lifestyle changes and healthy choices are things I will have to make every day for the rest of my life. And you know what? 
I am happy about that. I can tell you that right now, in this moment, I feel so much better. I'm happier, I have more energy, and I feel the healthiest I've ever been in life. However, even just a couple weeks ago, I don't think I could say that. The truth is, when anyone is diagnosed with a serious illness, it changes their life, and there is a toll on your physical health, but also your mental health. In a month, I feel like I've learned so much about living with diabetes, but I also know I have lots more to learn. So today I've invited a guest who also has diabetes to share some of their wisdom. But before we talk to them, I want to share a few things I've learned about life while being newly diagnosed. First and foremost, nothing matters more than your health. Now, yes, you have heard this before, but I'm saying it again for those who may have heard it, but perhaps aren't listening. Together, we are on a journey to a happy and fulfilled life. And without your health, you can't achieve that. Your health has an effect on your career, finances, relationships, and personal development. If you ignore your health or don't take it seriously, your life will be more difficult. As we have talked about in prior episodes, there can be so many bumps in the road on your way to success, so it's important that you don't let the choices you make, especially concerning your health, be one of the things standing in your way. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, one out of 11 people have diabetes. And out of the people who have it, 1 in 10 don't even know they have the disease. Knowing where you stand with your health is crucial to success in life. If you haven't already, make a commitment to invest in your well-being. Second, I've learned that you always have to give yourself a fighting chance. In life, you will experience what it feels like to receive news that is overwhelming. This comes with an emotional trauma that can be very difficult to deal with. My diagnosis certainly felt that way. I felt this overwhelming guilt and hopelessness for weeks after. I remember the first couple days after I was diagnosed, I didn't eat anything because I had convinced myself that that was how I had gotten diabetes. And while yes, diet is part of it, that doesn't mean that it's all of it. Difficulty dealing with difficult news can happen in many areas of your life. No one is immune to bad news or disappointment. So, if you find yourself in this situation in life, remember it is how you process and deal with the situation that can result in the best possible outcome. For me, I was able to take my diabetes from a death sentence to a wake-up call in just a month. I allowed myself time to feel my emotions, but also did not let those emotions defeat me. A good friend of mine has always said, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. So, part of my healing process is learning as much as I can about my illness. While I definitely have found some heartbreaking stories about diabetes, I can say I found more positive ones in which people are able to manage their illness and live the life they want for themselves. While I am still learning how to manage my diabetes, I am motivated by the success stories and that keeps me in the mindset that I can and will overcome this. Lastly, I want to talk about the societal stigma surrounding chronic illnesses, particularly diabetes. I've learned that people will quickly judge you for having diabetes. Telling family and friends about my diagnosis was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. People who have diabetes are blamed by others for causing their condition and are subject to negative stereotyping and sometimes discriminated against. In a comment on the stigma about diabetes, author and diabetes educator Janice Rosler says many people with type 2 diabetes are accused of causing their disease. 
That is not only unfair, it is incorrect. Diabetes is a complex disease. Not everyone who is overweight develops it, and there are many who have type 2 that are thin. Stigmas can prevent people from getting diagnosed and seeking proper treatment. Some people may even avoid insulin injections or testing their blood sugar in public, which can have very serious consequences to their health. People routinely face challenges in their social lives, workplace, and have an increased risk of depression. Many people blame themselves for developing this disease. Such negative emotions can affect the way people view their disease and their approach to their diabetes management. People are slowly becoming more aware of diabetes and its implications, but we still have a long way to go. I'd like you to remember that while in some situations it can be reversed, there is no definite cure for diabetes, and education is needed on both the part of those affected and those around them. Through education and developing support and coping mechanisms for people with diabetes, they can overcome it, and hopefully that understanding will also lead to more compassion. In my research on diabetes, I came across an article about my guest, and I instantly connected with her story. As a chef, my guest has made a career out of helping people unlock their potential through their diet. But after a near-death experience, she decided it was time to take control of her own personal health. Welcome to Stack Size, Stacy McDonald. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to Snack Size. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. And I just want to say I was so inspired by your story about your journey with diabetes. So I know that you are a chef. Is that correct? That is correct. I've been a chef for 10 years. Awesome. Tell us a bit about your experience in that industry. The culinary industry has been a lifesaver for me. It is where I actually took my first leap of faith for anything big. And the world completely just opened up to me. Um, I've had the great fortune of building a business that I'm really proud of that affords me the opportunity to have a very flexible schedule and just kind of do what I want to do and to help people one family at a time to eat well and to live well as a result. You are a mother too, is that right? I am. I have a daughter. Uh, she is 16 now and she is a special needs child. Love of my life, actually, my her name is Lila, and my sister calls her Lala. So when I saw that, I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a very moving story about how you found out that you had type 2 diabetes. Can you share that with my listeners? Well, I had been uh, really sick for a, a long time. And I, because of my schedule and other things, I put my health at the bottom of my priority list and hadn't gone to the doctor when I first started experiencing the symptoms. So it was probably about two years. And every year that I waited, the symptoms got profoundly worse. So at the height of it, I was like fainting in public and having experiencing um, low iron, anemia. I even had to go to the emergency room and have a blood transfusion because my blood glucose was so low. My hemoglobin was so low. So when I finally decided to drag myself in to the doctor, they did the lab work and usually lab work takes, you know, a while to come back. But they called me the, that very day and said, come into our office tomorrow. We need to talk to you. And uh, when I got there, I was met by a team of doctors and I said, "Uh oh, this does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm almost, you know, 50 years old. I thought, OK, it's got to be hormones. Maybe it's something else, you know never did I ever imagine them to say, you know, you have you, you have type 2 diabetes. And I'm thinking, no, I don't. 
<laughs> and they said, yes, you do. Your labs came back and your numbers are all over the place. And we need to do something for you now, like right now, or you're going to be in the hospital. That's oh my gosh. Exactly. So my hemoglobin level on that day, they tested me that morning. And that morning at 9 a.m., my blood sugar was 559. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And so they said, uh, you're not leaving here. We're going to inject you with insulin. You can't say no. It's either insulin or you're going to be admitted to the hospital. And as they're doing all of this, they're telling me, you know, they're giving you the whole diabetes speech, you know, how yeah. it starts and, you know, how you got it and what you need to do and how to do the insulin. And I was just frightened. You know, it's like uh, being hit by a car. <laughs> it was yeah, like, it you is. Know, it, to be, it, it was just overwhelming to be sitting here through all of this. And, um, but I just kind of took it all in. I didn't have a choice. When you were first diagnosed, what was it that you were most afraid of? Well, dying because the doctor basically said, you have to get this under control very quickly. I need you to understand how serious this is. But with numbers this high, you are in jeopardy of, of having a stroke and going into a coma and your family is going to be coming to the hospital to see you to say goodbye somewhere around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I looked into him and I said, of 2019, he said, yes. Very direct, very blunt, very straightforward, very serious. So in the article with health.com, you said type 2 diabetes is not a death sentence. It was brought into your life to provide an awareness that your health is off track, but it's also an opportunity to reinvent yourself. How have you reinvented yourself and how would you encourage others to do the same? After diagnosis, you know, I had to become realistic about where I was and where I wanted to be. It in fact is not uh, a death sentence. I've met so many people who are living well and managing this disease. And so I thought my priority, since I was always at the bottom of the list, you know, putting my career first and my family first and everybody else first, I needed to be at the top of the list. All the great things that we want to do in the world we can't accomplish them or do anything really well if we're in bad health. So I had to put myself first and I had to find support where I could find it and also information. Managing it, you have to have the information. You have to know everything that you possibly can know about it in order to create a plan to help you get your blood sugar in control, under control, and then to be able to maintain that. Do you think that taking control of your health has helped you in other areas of your life? Absolutely. Because again, health is our wealth. We, if we don't have good health, we don't really have anything else. You know, I'm, I'm going to be optimally healthy. That's my goal. I'm going to achieve that and maintain that. And then I'm going to do that in other areas of my life, like in my business. It needs to be whole and sound and just leading life in the best possible position that you can. I definitely can relate to that. I feel that even though I've had a lot of success in my endeavors, but I feel that there was also some always some type of instability. And I never really thought about how that could relate to my health. And now that I have gotten control of this, I'm seeing more of the stability in other areas, even just in the fact that I feel better. Right. For me, it was just like, you know, I said to myself, you know, your personality was not here while you were unwell. I was a flat, like my personality was just, I was just basically existing, just moving through life like a robot. Well, I, I spent a lot of time isolating myself because I was so exhausted. All I wanted to do was do what I had to do, get back in the bed, get up, do what I have to do, get back in the bed, you know, and it's just, 
it's such a joy to be here again, <laughs> fully. Yes. <laughs> When we talk about chronic illnesses in general, it seems that diabetes has such a heavy stigma. Have you experienced that on your journey and how have you dealt with that? Well, the first place I experienced it was unfortunately in my physician's office. He was just like, you know, this is gonna, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. You're going to take the medicine for the rest of your life. You did this to yourself. You know, he's like, you're overweight. And I don't, you know, he's like, just, just take the medication and you'll be okay. You know, just eat, you know, whatever the list was, which was like 150 grams of carbs every day, eat this, do that, you know, manage your stress and you'll be okay. And I'm thinking, no, this is, this doesn't sound right. And it was because he didn't really have any faith in the fact that I could actually transform my health. And so I I started to realize that a lot of people encounter that when they go to the doctor, they're going in there and you're the, you're the physician, you're the person with the knowledge to help me to turn this around. And yet you're judging me and you're condemning me and you're shaming me for something that may or may not have been under my control. And that's why a lot of people just kind of suffer in silence. After that, those initial appointments, I changed. I went to a new doctor. I needed somebody who was going to collaborate with me, who would, you know, believe me when I tell you I'm going to change this. So there's a couple things I want to dive deeper into that you touched on. First, you mentioned that you found a group of women who were in the same position on you to lean on for support. And I know that I am a huge believer that you have to surround yourself with support. Can you talk about the people who support you and how they've played a role in your success? I first, well, first I have to mention my family. Uh, This was not an easy thing for them to hear, first of all, um, and for it to be so dire, but they rallied around me um, and just gave me the emotional support that I need because I'm sure you know that diabetes is a very, it's in a very, it affects you emotionally, you know, as well as physically. And I don't think that people understand that. And then I was online on Facebook one day and I met a woman who started a diabetes support group called Sugar Mama Strong. And she's such a loving, bright woman who made it her mission to help other women with diabetes to, to win. She had been diagnosed since at 21 years old now. So she's been dealing with the disease for a very long time. And so she had knowledge and information that I didn't have. But she also too reinforced that this disease is not a death sentence. All you have to do is create a plan for your life to go in the direction that you want to go and you're going to be okay. And uh, I'm surrounded by women who are doing really well. They're, you know, exercising and eating well and managing their stress. And we're just kind of rally around each other every day. You know, we're there to say, hey, if you fall, it's okay. This is not about perfection. This is about progress. And to have that, because I mean, you know, my family, as much love as they can give me, they don't understand what I'm going through, you know, and the people in the world, they don't really care that you have diabetes. They're just like, okay, stop eating sugar. You know, you'll be okay. But these women understand when I say, hey, I did everything right. And I still woke up this morning and my blood sugar was, you know, really high. They understand when I say, you know, I can't deal with this. I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like they understand and we are there to support each other. And it's just such an amazing support system to have. You also credit the keto diet to a lot of the success you've had in managing your diabetes. Can you talk about that part of your journey and why you feel that keto works for you? The day that I was diagnosed, I walked out of the doctor's office and picked up my phone and clicked on Google and I typed in, you know, how to beat diabetes. Immediately, they started, it was about all about keto. And I'm thinking, okay, eh, keto. And as I went through all the information, it's very low carb, 
for specifically for uh, type 2 diabetes was really low carb, like 20 grams a day. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, because my, my diet was very, very, very heavy carb and very, very heavy sugar. So I didn't have the luxury of saying, you know, I can't do this. I didn't have that luxury. The doctor said November or December, you know, you're, you're going to be compromised. And so I looked at all the research, looked at all the YouTube videos, found all the information that made sense to me and just sat down and created a plan. And it had to be something that I could stick to. And I mean, keto is not that bad. I thought, I mean, the first thing I saw was, oh, you can eat cheeseburgers. I can eat burgers and cheese. Okay, fine. I can eat bacon. Perfect. Eggs and my coffee. I said, great, I can do this. If you now could tell yourself when you were diagnosed any advice, what would it be? I would tell myself that everything's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. This is not something to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be ashamed about. We fall and we get up. That's the whole point. Just just get up and keep going. Take it one day at a time. Progress over perfection. Put yourself first. Keep yourself first. And everything's going to work out. I think it is extremely brave of you to share your story, which is the same reason I'm sharing mine. And even the act of sharing your story helps people feel less alone. I feel like there's something very isolating about this illness. And not that that doesn't happen with other illnesses, but no one really wants to talk about the fact that they have diabetes. So I appreciate that you were able to put yourself out there. It truly has helped me share my story. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm so glad to be helpful. I definitely look forward to following your journey. If my listeners want to do the same, where can they find you? I am on Instagram at Stacy Cooks Creative. Stacy S-T-A-C-I. I am also on Facebook with the same uh, handle. That's where I spend most of my time. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Stacy, for coming to Snack Size. And until next time, see you later, Snacks. Hey, Snack. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Snack Size Podcast is sponsored by Twin Cities Gay Scene, the online magazine for events and culture happening in the Twin Cities area. Check out my bi-weekly editorial, Snack Scene, at www.TwinCitiesGayScene.com. And for more fun with this podcast, head on over to www.SnackSizePodcast.com to leave a review and follow me on my social media. Until next time, go be fabulous.